0: I'm Steve Freeman welcome back to the Steve Freeman podcast today we've got an interesting topic and it's one I think you're going to find interesting I think you'll get something out of it it's very informative and I'll tell you something else in just a second as well but we're talking about the success disguise today yes sometimes success disguises itself and we're going to talk about it. Before we get going, please, if you are listening to the podcast anywhere you get podcast, you know, you can subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcast, uh, please do me a favor and give us a five star review. And if you feel like it, jot a comment down and tell other people what you think about uh, the podcast. If you'd like to join my weekly newsletter, I would love to have you be a part of it. It's called The Revolution and it's tips, tricks, advice. A lot of personal stuff from me, but I try to get it out at least once a week. You can sign up at thestevefreeman.com or at thestevefreemanpodcast.com. And if you're not following me across social media, I wish you would. That way I can follow you back. Uh, It's at Freeman on all social media outlets. All right, let's jump into it. First off, I have to say that getting the podcast off today uh, has been quite an issue, uh, mainly because I have absolutely no patience. I am on vacation. Me and the family are down in Orange Beach, Alabama. Uh, we come down here every year. I thought I had everything uh, with me that I possibly needed, minus a USB cable. And so then off we went. I was set up. I was ready to do the podcast and then realized I needed a USB cable. So off I went searching for a USB cable. Uh, Even though we come down here every year, it's like, I mean, there's no radio shacks anymore. You have to drive 10 miles to get to a Target or a Best Buy. So luckily, I popped into Walgreens and they had a $21 three foot USB 2.0 cable. So uh, luckily, ah, here we are and we're rocking and we're rolling with the podcast today. Hey, you know, not everything is always perfect. And believe it or not, I have learned that. And I know that you guys have as well. But let's get into the topic of what I want to talk about on today's podcast. I want to preface before I get into it. I want to tell you guys that. This is not one of those podcasts where, and I hope you don't take it. I hope you don't ever take any of my podcasts this way or videos, but I, this is not one of those things where I, I feel like I'm up on this mountaintop looking down like Moses and preaching to the rest of you. Um, I hope you don't ever feel that way. Um, I, I I like to think all of us are in the same boat together. Sure, some of us have reached certain destinations that others haven't reached yet, but you know what? We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same journey together. Um, But today, as I talk about this topic, the success disguise, I want you guys to understand that that I actually drink my own Kool-Aid and I actually am trying to practice what I preach because it's so helpful for me in my own life, my own business, my own career as I talk to you guys about these things. I find myself more and more starting to implement them in my life. So it's just as therapeutic for me as I hope as therapeutic, informative, educational as it is for you guys. And the topic that I want to talk about today is so much so that I've really been doing a lot of self-discovery over the last month, two months and redefining things in my life, redefining how I define success, how I recognize success. And as I started doing that, I started thinking, man, this would be a really good topic for the podcast because I don't think that people hear this enough. And I think there are a lot of misconceptions about success out there and a lot of expectations that we place on ourselves unduly. That's what I want to talk about today is it is impossible to realize success until you can recognize success. The thing about that is is that it doesn't always come in the form that we put out in our mind or that we have set out and said we define success as xyz or we recognize the realization and fulfillment of success by these certain factors and these determinations. I am as guilty of this as anybody else. I remember starting out in the business and I remember thinking, okay, I had to have write and produce number one songs. I had to make a lot of money. I had to drive I I had to drive this certain car. I had to live in this certain house. Um, I, I had to live in this certain part of town. I had to be in this certain inner circle. And I set out for myself and described it down to the T as what I and how I described success. And I think so many people do this. Now, look, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with getting an idea in your mind of how you define success. I encourage everybody to define it. But what I'm starting to learn as I get older is that success may come, but it may come in a completely different form. And if you're not prepared to accept that it might come in a different form, you might miss it all together. One of the things that a lot of self-help gurus and people like that over the years have tried to get people to do it are vision boards. Now, I know many of you have heard about these. Some of you maybe even be doing it, but I think this whole thing started back with the secret. And the idea was that, you know, you visualize it. So if you want to live in this mansion by the ocean, then you go find a picture of that mansion by the ocean. You print it out and you put it somewhere that you see it every day. If you see yourself driving a Ferrari, then you go print off a picture of that Ferrari and you put it somewhere next to your mansion by the ocean. And the thought process is that you see those things and they resonate with you and it gives you a goal gives you something to work towards it keeps you you know motivated now some of this stuff goes even deeper than that and they say that you can actually manifest those things i i don't buy into that i don't agree with that i don't believe we manifest anything or the only way that we actually do manifest anything is by hard work persistence consistency and a willingness to sacrifice now if you put in the hard work yes you're going to manifest the results of that hard work but what i've been thinking about And looking at my own life and my own career is fine. You want to visualize these things, but what if, just think about this for a second, what if the success level that would come and give you the opportunity to have that mansion by the ocean or that Ferrari, what if it comes in a form that you don't recognize and so you skip over it altogether? That it's so powerful when you stop and think about it, because listen, I do this as much as any of you do. We think that success comes dressed exactly the way we see it in our mind. It's going to come to me looking like this, sounding like this, feeling like this, and we get so focused on what that description is, and what those physical attributes of how we define success, we get so locked into seeing those that I think a lot of us miss the success that the life and the life that 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 level of success could bring us. We miss it because it's not dressed exactly the way that we see it in our head. I want to give you an example. Those of you that have watched my videos on YouTube over the years. You you may have heard me give this example before, and and if you have, I apologize. But it's so powerful to me. My best friend is a guy named David Aldo. He's from South Africa. He and his family uh, were trying to escape uh, the horrible apartheid things that were going on in South Africa uh, back in the 90s so he brought his family to the United States they landed in Los Angeles California now in South Africa david was a huge artist he was very successful singer performer uh, in Uh, South Africa and Africa as a whole. I mean, he was having number one records, selling a lot of records. Uh, He would perform at these huge resorts for thousands and thousands and thousands of people. But when things go bad in a country and you have things like apartheid and genocide and and I mean, he even got down to a point where he walked into his house one time and his entire him and his wife and his daughter were put on their face, uh, face down with guns to the back of their head because that's where the country was going. And when that happened, he knew they had to get out of there. So they made the best decision that I I'm sure to this day he would say they ever made and they got out of South Africa and they moved to L.A. Now, you've got to think this person was very successful in South Africa, moving to Los Angeles, California, where you're ultimately and you start out of the gate as a nobody. Nobody knew who he was in the United States. He had set up this idea for himself as success as having number one records and selling records and performing concerts for thousands and thousands of people. And that was how he described it. As his career went on over the next 20 years, that never materialized in the United States as he had had it described in his own mind and how he had sold it to himself. However, he spent about four years being the frontman and lead singer of a band called Blood, Sweat and Tears, one of the best jazz fusion soft rock rock bands ever. Um, so he did get to travel around and he did get to play for thousands of people. But that's not where he has found his success. David is a corporate and private entertainer. He travels all over the world and gets paid a lot of money. To go and perform at private gigs for companies like Google, Hewlett Packard, um, Audi, uh, Cadillac, BMW, Mercedes, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. He lives in Southern California in the South Bay area of Southern California. He has a beautiful home uh, that overlooks the ocean. There's your mansion by the ocean. And he gets to make an amazing living playing music. Now, that's not where David saw himself and how early he described himself and described success and what it looked like, what it felt like, what it sounded like. But success came to him nonetheless. It may have come in a completely different form. But today he's living the life of somebody who had had that success as if it had come exactly how he saw it for himself. He is living his best life. And I think that is so important. I think it's important that we all think about that. I know I do that when, like I said earlier, when I started out, I knew I had described dressed down to the T. I knew what its hairstyle looked like. I knew what shoes it was wearing. I knew what kind of clothes it was wearing. That way I I knew what I was working towards. And I knew when success came, I would recognize it because I had outfitted it. I, 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 had, I, I had built it in my mind. But I've also looked back over my career, and I, I can even say, sitting here now, that I would even describe some of my biggest failure, failures as some really big successes. And all of my success has not come in the form of what I thought it would. And there are far more rewarding things that we can get out of this journey in our life besides just those things that we have outfitted and created in our mind as this is what success looks like. What I want to hope to tell you, and I hope that you can get out of this podcast, is maybe to start thinking a little wider. Start not limiting yourself in your mind. To thinking that the success that you want in your life has to come looking exactly like X, Y, Z. Sometimes it comes looking like D, E, and F. Sometimes it comes in a completely different form. But I know that if you're not in a position to recognize it when it does, you're not going to realize it. And I encourage you and I'm doing the same thing in my own life. I'm looking around and I'm going, you know what? I have put too tight of a description, too narrow of a description on what I consider living my life to the fullest or being even being happy. I can look back and think you know what, the description that I put on success, chasing that description and making sure that it comes to me in the exact form that I have put forth in my mind has led in many occasions to not living a very happy life. There's nothing wrong with working. I'm a workaholic. I work towards it constantly. I'm on vacation right now, sitting here doing a podcast. But I think at some point we have to focus on the things that make us happy. And sometimes the definition. Or the outfitting or the physical manifestation of the success level that we have created in our minds, I think sometimes it leads us to too much of the pursuit and not enough living and being happy. Because I think as I look around, I talk to friends in the business, I I talk to, to friends that are in other businesses that are having a lot of success. I'm starting to realize that most of them are currently not on the path. That they set out for themselves. They are realizing huge amounts of success, but almost every single one of them is having success under a different, a different definition than what they started out with and where they saw themselves as they were starting out, and how the success to them has come in completely different clothes than they had thought it was going to be in their mind. And at the end of the day, here's the question. If you are able to live the life that you want to live and you are able to find peace and comfort and happiness with how you've obtained it, does it really matter if it comes dressed exactly like you have it set forth in your mind? Does it really matter that it has to be wearing this, this, it has to come in this specific form. It has to be in the form of writing a number one song. It has to be in the form of selling out stadiums or arenas or even small theaters. Does it have to come in the form of driving a Ferrari or having a mansion by the ocean? Because honestly, most of the time when I talk to people about success, most everybody has pretty much the same definition. Everybody wants pretty much the same thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you achieve those things, does it really matter in what form you did it? We can't look at ourselves as failures. And I do this all the time. I can look around and think I wanted to accomplish this one thing. And I did. But then I get frustrated and I get depressed when I realized I didn't accomplish that thing the way that I wanted to accomplish it. And I hate sayings like, well, the ends justify the means. But sometimes maybe it is just true that the ends justify the means. Why do we place so much pressure on ourselves to make the journey exactly the way that we see it in our head? We're going to make wrong turns. We're going to make wrong decisions. We're going to fail. Failure is the biggest and most important ingredient in success. But we've talked before about setting like your your car's GPS and success is the endpoint. There are a lot of different routes to get there. There's not just one. Sometimes you can get off the interstate and you can take the back roads. It's going to take you a little longer to get there, but you're going to see things that you wouldn't normally see. You're going to experience things that you wouldn't normally experience if you just stayed on the main route. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, we're all trying to get to that end goal, and we know what that end goal looks like. But maybe sometimes it's okay to choose the alternate route. Sometimes the alternate route chooses us. And that's what I'm talking about, and that's what I think we all need to be prepared for. Don't just keep our eyes on what we've described success to be. Be open it to be open to alternate routes. Like I said earlier, If you you will never realize success unless you can recognize it, be prepared for it when it comes and realize that it may not come dressed or feeling, looking or sounding exactly like the way that you have it pre-formatted in your mind. Because at the end of the day, all that really matters is getting to the end destination. It doesn't really matter how you got there. Whether you got there in a Ferrari or a moped or a train or a plane or a car or a Gremlin, it doesn't really matter, does it? Why do we beat ourselves up over the vehicle in which or the road in which it takes us to get to our final destination? You'll never realize it unless you can recognize it. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Steve Freeman podcast. If you're not following me on social media, please do at the Steve Freeman on all social media outlets. If you are listening to the podcast, I'm so happy to have you here. The podcast is growing. I just, I can't believe how fast it's growing and the number of you guys listening. I absolutely love it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review and jot a couple words down about what you think uh, about the podcast. If you'd like to join my weekly newsletter, The Revolution, you can do so at or the Steve Freeman podcast.com don't forget the podcast is every monday, wednesday and friday and do me a favor share it with somebody that you care about if you're getting something out of it share it with somebody else and as always guys before we get out of here keep being creative keep pressing the boundaries and there's nothing wrong with being independent see you in the next one Last night.